Welcome rock and metal fans. Coming to you from the barns of Amish country and pastures of cows are those two bad boys of rock and metal. B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Bringing you the best rock and metal bands from the 80s and 90s and today. Playing and discussing music from the featured bands with special guests, interviews, contests and more. So grab a beer and turn it up. It's time for the Headbangers Vault. Two, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Headbangers Vault. I am the B-Bone Bomb. And I'm the Smuts. What's up, everyone? And tonight, Smuts, we're finally doing it. I've been waiting for this episode for a long time. One of my most favorite bands of all time. That would be Pink Floyd. And we brought in a special guest who is a big fanboy, just like myself, and that would be... (laughs) Brother T. Yes. No, he loves these guys as well. How about you, Schmutz? You big Pink Floyd fan? I'm not a huge Pink Floyd fan. I mean, I like them. Well, that's good enough. You tolerate them. Yeah. They're better than Rush. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would have to agree on you this time there, Schmutz. So, little brief summary of Pink Floyd. They were founded in 1965 by Sid Barrett, Nick Mason, Roger Waters, and Richard Wright. These guys are very, very psychedelic at first real progressive rock as well they went on to sell over 250 million records worldwide do you think people have smoked weed listen to these guys surely not surely not there (laughs) (laughs) these guys have achieved major success they were part of the london underground scene at first they did sign a management deal, and in 67, they released their first single, followed by their album, The Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Now, we're not going to really play a whole lot of this earlier stuff because it's kind of weird, and we're not doing drugs here. So, <laughs> this is Astronomy Domain. This is kind of the weird stuff that was going on back then with these bands. A lot of drugs, a lot of weird things. Who was the singer then? The singer is Sid Barrett. He kind of went in the loony band later on. Yes, yeah, we'll get to that. Which is understandable if you're doing a lot of drugs, LSD, which I think he did. Yeah, that's a little little strange. Sid left in 68 because of mental health problems, and he was replaced by one of the best guitarists ever, David Gilmore. Tell you what, once he joined, these guys really, and I mean really, started to sound awesome. This sounds like something you'd hear in a Stanley Kubrick film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had some pretty weird stuff. So yeah, they had Saucer Full of Secrets in 68, more in 69, Uma Guma in 69, Adam Hartmother in 1970 and then 
in 71, we got metal. And I'm going to play a little tune off this. There was a song from this album that was on the radio, and it was called One of These Days. This one's a little trippy. You guys may have actually heard this. Schmutz, what do you think? You've heard this? I'm not sure. I don't believe so. I don't believe so either. This was kind of that transitional album. Because after this, things pick up. I do remember hearing this back in the day on 98.9 Bear. This on the bear? Yes, they did. That's my Right here. Wow. That's pretty hardcore. Now, if you listen to this, you can almost hear the beginnings of what these guys turned into. You can almost hear this on their big Dark Side of the Moon album. They did release one other album in 72 called Obscured by Clouds. But clouds of weed smoke. The music <laughs> reminds me of a band, Crippled Black Phoenix. They okay. have a song that sounds like that. They influence a lot of people. But we're gonna go to the big one that everybody knows. We're going to the dark side of the moon. Which one's the one that you can play with the Wizard of Oz? That is the dark side of the moon. Okay. Those guys, guys ever done that? The members of Pink Floyd said that was rubbish, but. If you it's ever pretty watch cool. That, it's pretty I've trippy. done it once. It's pretty cool. I did too. It's really weird. This album had so many good songs. This album is a freaking masterpiece. I don't care what anybody says. Their eighth studio album. Everybody pretty much likes this. Oh yeah. Even the schmutz does. Yeah. yeah. You ever listen That's to this while some Keystone lattes in your hand? You know, I have. Schmutz. Yes. Have you ever had any nights with this album? <laughs> not many, no, not many nights. <laughs> this was a concept album that would focus on the pressures faced by the band during their crazy lifestyle, and it dealt with mental health problems by their former band member, Sid Barrett. Interesting. Probably some hookers and blow. I'm sure he was way far from that after his <laughs> days of dropping too much LSD. Fun fact, Alan Parsons was the oh, wow. engineer for this. If you guys know, he's got a lot of good stuff, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. He also worked with the Beatles, too. This brings back a lot of good memories. Breathe, Look 
to play a personal favorite of mine on here. Little time. You guys got a lot and of all that. these all these yeah. songs are on the radio still today. Yeah. Yes, that's how <laughs> iconic this album is. This is among the most critically acclaimed albums of all time. Certified 14 times platinum in the U.S. And it was on the Billboard top LPs and tape charts, and it charted for 981 weeks. Wow. Man, that's messed up. That's psychedelic stuff. <laughs> Far out. I'm trying to do the math here, how many years that is. It's a long time. About three years, isn't it? Four years? Brother T's going to figure this out for us. Five days in a year. I'm not mad at you right here. <laughs> How many weeks? 981 weeks there, Brother T. Oh, that's a long time. No. 981 weeks? That went on for years and years. 52 weeks in a year. Right? About 18 years. Wow. wow. I, I was thinking, <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking. That's insane. <laughs> what other band can say that? Probably none. Probably none. <laughs> this is a big, big staple hit. This was one song. I don't dislike it, but it's one of, the, one of my favorites. Oh, this is a good one, Brother T. As of 2013, this album has sold over 45 million copies worldwide, which is a lot, lot more now. This is also the best-selling album of the 1970s and the fourth best-selling album in history. Wow. Amazing. I think this album was way ahead of its time, too. I mean, just all the things they did with this album is just amazing how they recorded it. There's also a documentary on VH1 you can watch about this album. It's amazing people. Check it out. You guys got any you want to throw out on this? Sex. I don't think anything quite sounded like this back in the day. I mean, I really don't think so. 73? No. <laughs> and I'm sure these concerts were amazing back then. So we're going to go to another really good one. Wish you were here. Good one. I'm going to play their title track. Yes, on the radio all the time. You still do. Yeah. Dark Side of the Moon and the Wall were inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. I believe it. <clears throat> but did they ever win a Grammy? Mm. 
look into that, dear brother T. I'm kind of let you look into that. Ironic. <laughs> if they didn't, I'd be shocked. If they didn't, you'd be shocked. If they didn't. If they didn't win a Grammy at somewhere or some point. I'd be shocked. If they did, I would be shocked. And Roger Waters, he did conceive this album that dealt with things that make people mad. So that's kind of weird, but Roger Waters had a pretty distinct personality. Him and Gilmore, they butted heads quite a bit throughout their years, which is sad. Right. And they also did this album for for Sid Barrett. I guess he actually came to the studio while they recorded some of this and hung out. They won one Grammy. Wow. That was for Maroon. Okay, that was on a later album, which is... In 95, they won a Grammy. Off Hmm. of the division bell, I believe. Inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 96. Oh, wow. Inducted in the UK Music Hall of Fame in 2005. And in 08, they were awarded the Polar Music Prize in Sweden for their contributions to modern music. So they have a lot. Which they should. Now they can be right beside Tupac, all that other good stuff in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's pure rock and roll there. We better not get into this. This can turn south real quick. And Missy Elliott now, I think. Oh, yeah. Dolly yeah. Parton. See yeah. what you started? I'm just saying. I mean, all these, all these hard rockers. At least Dolly Parton admitted she didn't belong there. Right. Yeah, she's a classy I, lady. This is a shine on you crazy diamond. Dedicated to Sid Barrett. They had different parts to this song on the album, too. Yes, they did. This album also has two different cover to it. This also received some mixed reviews by the critics. I just don't think they were big on this one, because... You know, it's hard to follow up with Dark Side of the Moon. And that's a hard one to really, really follow up with. But we're going to get to that. I think they did a pretty good job a little bit later. They released Sheep. As a concept album, it was okay. Really wasn't too much on there that really did anything for me. There were no singles off of that album either, which was kind of weird. Kind of loosely based on George Orwell's Animal Farm. You guys ever read that book? I've heard that. I've never read it. Yeah, read that. You reach for the sea. 
Man, we could spend a whole podcast on these three big albums we're playing. But we're going to one of the biggest albums of all time, fellas. We're going to the wall. Have you guys ever seen the movie based on this? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces. Guy I worked with years ago loaned me the movie when they had VHS. Yeah. And uh, I didn't get through it all. It's a little hard. Yeah, it's uh, some of it. Yeah. That's an understatement. <laughs> if you watch it a couple times, it's actually not too bad. It, it does make a lot head. more sense. <laughs> the ending's really weird. It's got some really cool groundbreaking animation in that in the end. And it's just pretty tripped out though. This is in flesh. I, mean, I thought Clockwork Orange was screwed up, but the wall was really <laughs> Yeah, those are both far out movies. I just uh, found something I find is kind of cool, you know, just uh, about money and stuff. Some of these bands, you know, get an advance from the record label. And in 1967, they signed with EMI, receiving a $5,000 advance. Wow. Which is the equivalent of 96.5 today. That's insane. That's kind of crazy to me. Well, you can see they used it very well. Yes. Especially when they got to this album. I know I've heard this from. Dream Theater. Yes, they did that on one of their albums, too. Yeah. This is definitely a rock opera. Which talks about Pink, who is a rock star who is isolated from society forms a wall around himself this album was a commercial success and it topped the u.s charts for 15 weeks and reached number three in the uk wonderful we all know this song this is still a rock staple hit If you don't hear this on the radio every other day, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> well, you do. <laughs> Remember back in the day when I was a kid, that this song would was always playing at the Brown Bowl in Portland. Yeah, I remember that Brown Bowl. <laughs> I think that place is still there. Yeah, it's under a different name now. Roger Waters actually modeled the character Pink from the movie after himself and Sid Barrett. And this was also the last album to feature Pink Floyd as a quartet. For keyboardist Richard Wright, he was fired, but he did stay on to finish production on this. And they gave him the, the heave-ho and that sucks. Because I believe Roger Waters was really taking control at this time, and there was a lot of internal friction with the band. And this was also a number one hit, and their only number one hit in the UK and the US. That's hard to believe.
This was another big staple hit that you still hear on the radio today. I think this song has some very meaningful lyrics. Bring a tear to your eye. <laughs> this would be Mother. What do you guys think of this song? It's a good song. It's been a while since I've heard this one. Just playing some of these tunes oh, yeah. just brings me back to those good days when I was listening to this stuff all the time. I was like, man, it really, really brings me back some good, good times. I guess from 1980 to 81, they performed the full album on a tour that had all kinds of crazy theatrical effects. And I mean, it's just insane. If we could go back in time to see that, we'd probably blow our minds. <laughs> Schmutz, have you had any nights with this song? Yes, I have. I think you may have. Mama's gonna keep you right here I'm gonna play another big staple. I could play about every song on this, but we just don't have enough time. Hey, you. This is a good one. Good one. Which is also on the airwaves today. Which is amazing that this album came out at the end of the 70s into the 80s and you're still hearing this stuff. The Wall is also one of the best known concept albums and has sold over 30 million albums. Second best album by the band besides Dark Side of the Moon and it is one of the best selling albums overall of all time. Just read an interesting fact. South African government banned the song Another Brick in the Wall. Really? After the lyrics were used by school children to protest their inferior education. Oh, wow. And that's pretty I never knew that. Wow. Now, Roger Waters went on and did this in the 80s. He performed the whole wall and he had other bands came in and sang different parts and did different things. And there was a super cool part of that. The Scorpions drove up in a limousine. They parked in front and got out and sang one of the songs. I'll never forget that. You can go watch that probably on YouTube or DVD, VH1 if you want. But he's got the whole concert is recorded. Amazing. Roger Waters does go out and do the wall on tour from time to time. Open your heart. I'm coming home. This part. Like those drums. Yeah. Move on, fellas. I got to play my at least one of my most favorite Floyd songs mm-hmm. of all time. I wonder which one this is. Comfortably numb. You listen to how smooth that is. What album is this? 
This is on the wall near Schmutz. Consider to have one of the best guitar solos. Oh, man. My hands felt just like two balloons. Did you know that this tour lost money? Wow. $600,000, which is $1.9 million in 2022 dollars. Wow. How in the world can that happen? But you think about it, they were moving into the 80s. The music scene was shifting. We are going into kind of a new wave, getting out of the disco. This just shows you how good Gilmore is on guitar. They did have another album that came after this called The Final Cut. It was some of the outtakes from this album and some other recordings, but it was mostly... I think these guys were fighting pretty good yeah, at this time. Yeah, a Roger Waters album, and it was pretty much history after that. In fact, the band broke up. They're kind of still fighting, aren't they? Yeah, a little bit. Just fighting for 40 years. <laughs> I know, and some of the guys aren't even alive anymore. Right. Let the celebration begin with Case in Court. Lisa and her staff provide a wide selection of beer, wine, and spirits at competitive prices. They have everything you need for your next party, get together with friends, or that special occasion. Open Monday through Sunday, so stop by Case in Court, 835 North Main Street, Geneva, Indiana. All right. Hey, this is T-Bone, and you're listening to the Headbangers Vault. They did come back, though, in 1987 with the momentary lapse of reason, minus Roger Waters. He tried to sue the band. He lost. He was out of the picture. Gilmore took the band over. He brought back Richard Wright, which was awesome, too. Nick Mason, drummer, he's still in the band. So you don't fire the drummer. The keyboard goes first. <laughs> this album actually had a lot of good tunes that were on the radio. I wasn't a Floyd fan at the time this came out, but I'm like, man, I wish I would have been. There's really one song I'm familiar with on this album. We're going to get into this here, Brother T. This is one of their staple hits. This is a Learning to Fly. And you guys have had to heard this song because I know. This one I have heard. It's been on the radio, and you still hear it every once in a while. Oh, yeah. I thought the production was incredible on this album. 13th album. It's not a concept album either, people. This song was actually about old Gilmore learning how to fly, taking lessons. Watch the video. You'll kind of see what I'm talking about. And there is a video out there. You can watch this on YouTube in Venice, Italy, where the band had a free concert, and they were on a barge, and people were floating around on their boats watching them. I mean, it is incredible. Can 
this album did go number three as well in the UK and the US. Gilmore doing the singing yeah that's, that's a lot he's Bob. doing all the singing duties no it's a good song I like that song now, Schmutz I think you're gonna like this one here this could be a tune I'd have many nights with Album. Yeah. From the pale and downtrodden and the words they say which we won't understand. So I liked his voice better. Yeah, he's got a smooth, smooth voice. What's happening? Kind of that described as a protest song. This is one of my favorite songs. Went to number one as well, there, Schmutz in the UK, which it should have. This could be one of my most favorite Floyd songs of all, dear Schmutz. This also had a pretty good guitar solo in it. Yeah. see this live it is amazing amazing the whole band and I mean there's just more than these guys playing live they all sing this chorus I mean it's amazing got a little bit of Floyd, early Floyd influence right there. Now, I know Brother T is a big fan of this album right here. Yeah, this is the album that got me hooked. Hooked. Yeah, same yes. here. I remember this coming out. I went to the concert with this album. What year was this? 94. I seen him in Indianapolis. I mean, that was show was... I never did get to see him. Best concert I ever That's seen. That's one thing I wish I had done. Was... B1 got that off of his bucket list. Some crazy things went on at that concert. <laughs> and this album cover and the linear notes have a puzzle. And I don't know if anybody's ever solved it. I don't know what happens when you solve it, but it's something we need to look into. Oh, really? 
and this tour sold more than five million tickets and made around 100 million in gross income. Wow. Yeah. They had a live album called Pulse that came out that coincided with this tour. And when you got that album, it had a red light that would go on and off. And it lasted for about a year, the battery did. I remember going to the record store and seeing wow. that. It was like, wow. <laughs> I wish I'd played this album in the last tournament. You should have, Brother T. You might have got past B2, because I would have picked all your songs. Brother T, he had a little request on this album. High Hopes. I remember seeing the video of High Hopes on MTV. Yeah, this is real good. Remember this one, Schmutz? I'm not sure if I remember this one. Nightwish did a pretty good cover. Yes, I was going to mention that. (laughs) There's been other bands that have covered this as well. with this one schmutz I will admit that down the early 2000s Pink Floyd turned down 136 million dollar contract for their final tour yeah I've heard that they turned it down they don't need that money they made a lot of money how much 136 million steps taken forwards this one had a video. I think this was one of the first songs I heard off this album. Remember the summer? Another good one. The summer of 94. And this could be the soundtrack for me. Wow. This is good. Wow. did go on the charts at number four in the U.S., and it charted in many countries. I told you earlier, B1, that their album covers were very different. Yes. The meaning behind this album cover was evoking a theme of unity and peace achieved through talking to each other. Wow. I mean, I knew the album covers had had a meeting, but they were just some strange covers. This one has two weird statues facing each other. 
which that does make a lot of sense now if I look at that cover, Brother T. Communication, people. Remember, especially if you're married. <laughs> I saw I was reading. I didn't hear it. <laughs> Brother T said Marooned was the song that won him a Grammy. I didn't really think that was that good of a song. But somebody obviously One of the did. Songs that was kind of eh, I didn't care for. Coming back to life was a probably my favorite one on this album. David Gilmore, Roger Waters, they went on two separate paths on their solo careers. Gilmore had many good songs, many good albums. Roger Waters. Not as much. Okay. He just didn't do it for me. She must make like this song. This is yeah, really heartfelt. People go listen to some Gilmore albums. His solo stuff is incredible. And say this album and this song stuck out. album these guys are done I think it was all over but but in 2014 they put out a 15th album which was mainly instrumental and it was composed of material that was on this album that they never used and also in 2006 Barrett passed away yep. no Pink Floyd members attended the funeral Oh, really? It's kind of sad, really. Sad. Really? Yeah, I've seen that. That guy had But they did big problems to him. Good. And Wright also passed away in 2008 of cancer. Yep. I do you remember hearing about that? Check out Spare Time Lanes in Burn, Indiana for all your bowling needs. Lance and his crew serve up a meat lunch, dinner, and Friday breakfast with 16 beers, including craft beers, on tap. Brand new cooler and TVs for your sporting entertainment. So come on into Spare Time Lanes Monday through Saturday for some bowling action, great food, great beer, and all-around fun. 
and maybe drink a bush latte with the smuts. I got one song off of the Endless River that actually had vocals. It wasn't anything special, but it was kind of good. This was called Louder Than Words. This album became the most pre-ordered album of all time on Amazon UK. Shut the front door, schmuck. <laughs> and debuted number one in several countries. Everybody wanted Pink Floyd so bad. Come back. Unfortunately, it was just about all instrumentals except for this song. But hey, at least we got something. As big fans. stuff that they never got finished it could have been really cool it could have been a double album but they just probably didn't have time to use all this material so they just you know shelved it got antsy years later and said hey we'll clean it up and put it on the radio make an album now there's one more thing that happened with Floyd actually two these guys did get back together and did a concert and they did talk Roger Waters into joining. So it's on YouTube. You guys can check it out. I think they did like about three songs. It's kind of cool. But then just last year, guys, Pink Floyd came back for one off single. It was called Hey, Hey, Rise Up. And it was in protest of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. They had a fellow, he did most of the singing. I can't pronounce his name, and I'm not even going to try. <laughs> this kind of came out of left field for me when I heard this, and I'm like, well, it has a Pink Floyd vibe to it. So you know, these guys, being hardcore musicians, they just can't stay away. They say they're retired, but they always oh, yeah. kind of seem to come back. Roger Waters is redoing The Dark Side of the Moon. So we'll see what that entails. I don't know if I'm too thrilled about that or not. Just leave him alone. Yeah. You can't. Waters was not happy about this song. It doesn't surprise me. Oh. It does not surprise me. He said he does not condemn the invasion. Oh. He's kind of a liberal kind of. Yeah. Gilmore and his wife condemned Waters saying a lying, thieving, hypocritical, tax-avoiding, lip-syncing <laughs> and, and, and whatever. I don't even miss all these words. But yeah, I hear a lot of things in them. Not good. 
That's too bad. These guys should have got along better. They could have produced some really awesome tunes in the 80s. Oh, yeah. But they just couldn't get along. I could get used to his voice after a couple of listens. Yeah, it's different. Maybe. It's different. In March 2023, Pink Floyd reported that they'd been seeking to sell their back catalog for some time, but had been hampered by infighting. That doesn't surprise me. So they still hate each other. <laughs> this day. <laughs> Can we all just get along, people? Yeah. Yep. In fighting in bands, that's usually what happens. Just remember, the singer is always right. <laughs> <laughs> just remember to keep the drummer. Just keep the drummer. Because he's the <laughs> backbone. <laughs> well, there you have it, people. The Headbangers Vault version of Pink Floyd. Any final thoughts, fellas? Uh, historic band. I mean, you, you still have stuff on the radio for how long now? One of the top two Ever. or three bands Ever. of all time. I would agree there, Brother T. Just, you know, fighting and all that hampered them even. I mean, they even were hampered. <laughs> they could have done so much and, more. Yeah, it's too bad. I think Roger Waters got a swelled head, tried to take control. Gilmore, he wanted to be at the head of the band. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Yep. Nick Mason and Richard Wright, they kind of got lost in the shuffle. Too bad, guys. But, you know, hey, they did give us a lot of awesome they music. They did. And guys, go out and listen to Pink Floyd. Just don't listen to that early stuff unless you're doing drugs. Because, <laughs> man. And we don't condemn doing drugs. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, you guys go out and listen to Floyd. Definitely check out The Wall, Dark Side of the Moon. Some of the newer stuff's really good. Put headphones on. Because you'll hear so much more going on. It just blows your mind. Mm-hmm. We'd like to thank Brother T for doing yep. this show thank with you. us. Thank you. And I'm glad that you know we could table this. It's something I've been looking forward to for a long time. I heard having a little battle with the B-list. And I am taking on the Blonde Bomber oh, coming up. Yeah. And I will accept the challenge of the winner. Oh, oh wow. Oh, okay. okay. Gauntlet thrown down. Challenge accepted. I hope wow. I'm the one you're challenging, but wow. we'll see. That's coming up, people. Real soon, we have another yeah. challenger waiting in the wings. I've already got some songs down. He's ready to go. Treats. He's ready to battle right now. <laughs> so, guys, it's been fun. Yep. Thank you, Brother T. Yeah, thank you. You guys check us out on Spotify, Podbean, all that crazy stuff and what Nikki Lane says. If it's too loud, you're too old. God bless, and we'll see you next time. Keep rocking out, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Headbangers Vault, bringing you the best in rock and metal music and music talk with your hosts, B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Check us out on your social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you'd be interested in being a part of our show or advertising with us, please visit our webpage at headbangersvault.podbean.com. And remember, if it's too loud, you're too old. Schmutz, you going to learn how to fly? I am going to learn how to fly. Okay. Fly us to the concerts, New York, yep. Chicago. Yep, yep. Okay. Do it. I don't want to go to those places. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should stay away and fly over them places. Yeah.
go somewhere cute yeah. like Canada or Japan yeah. where they appreciate yeah. good music. Yeah. <laughs>